and previews. This is the Sports Desk. Hello, everybody. Woo-hoo. You're on the Sports Desk on Sin. It's five o'clock. You know, every, every t- everyone's favourite time on a Monday. Oh, July. It's better off that April diet. But I can see September through the trees, gentlemen. Stop working, start drinking. Cordial. Lime cordial. Lime cordial, hey. yeah. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Boy. Well done. Good save. Thank you. You're on the Get sports your- desk with Michael, Jason, James. Look. Better known as Jim. And no Sam look, here today. No Sam. He doesn't start to rock up because, look, Carlton, Carlton won. won. And he doesn't have anything to complain about, <laughs> so he can stay home. Um... Not a lot in the footy world going on this weekend except for some VFL, so we're not going to come to you with a usually regular scheduled program of the sports desk like we usually do with your uh, reviews and your you know, thoughts and whatnot and your sprays and your, uh, what would you call them? Your uh, losing it. Yep. Yes. Losing it in general. It's, it's less not- of that, however, coming up later on because it is finals week heading into Thursday, what is going to actually happen is Michael, myself and James, we're going to do a take two of our AFL finals roundtable discussion, break down all the games for the week and also just a little bit of an in-house news that happened when we were discussing this on Friday. You were there for it, Michael. Sam was, was uh, via virtual reality. We, we ended up talking about uh, football uh, merchandise and uh, all things footy records i guess we actually brought a stash of footy records into the studio to just display to all of you and uh you revealed to me you had never seen the 2007 never seen grand it. final record here it is it's in my hand oh. right now oh. geelong oh, versus port adelaide wow. it was the that year when beautiful it was the year when geelong broke their premiership drought of 44 years by absolutely smashing port adelaide by 119 <laughs> points of the mcg and it made billy brownless cry here it is everyone it's also you'll be able to see the actual uh thing on instagram Inst- uh the sports desk sin is our instagram Michael? that's it Bang it on. is that is it and look at that that's about the closest the port adelaide players got to the premiership cup just chasing for it well they were th- very elusive. three years before it was a bit of a better story for them but no this is probably where the, the uh, that's probably where the memories are going to lie the most <laughs> I from, so. I think, for, for the Port Power fans. But anyway, let's get to the week of sport, Jim and Michael. All right, let's start off with some cricket because in the cricket world, there's a bit going on in the Australian cricket world because, first and foremost, there was a bit of ODI cricket in Townsville. So what a place to play a bit of cricket. But it was a great start to this game. It was Australia versus Zimbabwe. Um, we don't play Zimbabwe too often, Nation. It's been it's been quite some time, Jimmy. It has, but it was great to play them. Um, but it was a very nice, touching tribute to begin proceedings on the day because Australian cricket paid tribute to the late great Andrew Simons, and uh, his kids were there. Um, his wife was there, and they brought some um, significant props to the centre of the ground. Um, they had uh, the dogs, Woody and Buzz as well, um, and they did a little service on the pitch before the start of the play. They had uh, Andrew Simon's baggy green. Um, they had a cap as well. They also had a laconic outdoorsman um, on the pitch there and a Kubra hat and a fishing rod and a crab pot. So some of the things that he absolutely loved, Andrew Simon. So it was a really beautiful gesture um, at the very start of that game as well. So it was just beautiful. A lot of great memories of the great man, Andrew Simons, and I'm sure there's a lot of zinc in the crowd as well. Oh, bang on. I think it's great the boys got the win as well. Uh, Cameron Green taking Fifa like you always does. That means turning it on, and I'm very excited for the summer because we actually do play two nations. We play South Mm. Africa and the Windies. Uh, I think the I think the Windies are playing in um, in Melbourne, funnily enough. So we'll get to see a bit of a uh, Caribbean yeah. flair to the uh, to the old <laughs> to the old Boxing Day test. But no, it, it was great that they got the win. It was uh, a really nice tribute from them, and uh, it started surprisingly early. I wasn't. Yeah. I was a bit like usually, usually these one day start at like two o'clock or whatnot. But I guess uh, in the Townsville heat and you know the the winter heat that I like to call it. <laughs> um, oh yeah, winter for them. I mean, it's still sitting at like twenty four, twenty five degrees for them. Gee, not a bad place to spend your winters, Jimmy. No, I'll tell you what. But, hey, Zimbabwe bowled out for 200 from 47 overs, and Australia made that run chase pretty comfortably. 201 for five, so five wicked victory. Um, David Warner 
uh, top scored with 57 runs off 66 deliveries and Glenn Maxwell came in towards the end there and smashed 32 runs off just a miserly nine deliveries if you don't mind and as you mentioned there Jimmy Cameron Green with 5 for 33 his best figures in ODI cricket and Adam Zampa was also very handy with the ball 3 for 57 It was a pretty comprehensive victory because when you look at it and you know for those who don't watch a lot of cricket the uh, the run chase is something that you look at for teams like very eagerly because Australia got the job done uh, in 33 and a half overs so that so they finished it you know 15 overs short and they got the job done easily now Quick. look I don't think mm. you want to judge this too much you know going into the World Cup and whatnot like that but uh, it's definitely something that you can be hopeful about almost because mm. obviously we are defending champions in the T20 World Cup and yeah. get it on home soil 100% and oh, yes. it's um, you know thirty overs shorter, obviously. Mm. Uh, but we've got you know a lot of a lot of players who are playing in this squad will be playing in that T Twenty World Cup, and to see you know David Warner and Steve Smith getting you know very very good scores in what was a you know bad total, mm. and then Glenn Maxwell getting thirty two off nine, <laughs> you know batting at batting at six. Uh, that's batting at seven. Sorry. You know, for a guy like him, they label a big show to be batting that low down the order and still putting up something that, you know, Alex Carey, Marcus Stoinis and Mitch Marsh combined couldn't even get. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's something that definitely you you look at with e, with uh, eager eyes. That's the word. Hey. Uh, but look, we also, funnily enough, did have the Big Bash first ever Mate. draft. How about this? This is very, very different in the way that um, <laughs> sports are going about international signings and whatnot. So, to paint the picture, there's been like a visa kind of contract yeah, thing. Yeah, explain with, this to me, Jimmy. So, it's like, you know, you can only have a certain amount of players who are outside of, um, you know, who aren't Australian, who come from England, the West Indies, Pakistan, Afghanistan, um, you name it, and they're there. Now, to make it a bit more even and a bit more exciting for fans, they've they decided to formulate the Big Bash draft. Now, the Big Bash draft is f- each team gets four picks. Mm-hmm. Those four picks can be anyone from around the world, anyone, any. It could be literally anyone. Wow. And obviously, we've seen the big names, um, you know, that grace the. T20 world of our of our game in the summer. Mm. Uh, you know, you've seen the likes of Dwayne Bravo, you've seen the likes of Luke Wood, you've seen the likes of um, Rashid Khan, Rashid Kevin Khan, Peterson, Kevin we, Peterson. We even had du- Flintoff for a season. Fast Duplessis, Chris Gale yes. hitting Chris the Gale. roof. If you don't mind, <laughs> that was an iconic Big Bash moment. Yes, that yeah, was, without that a doubt. Was, uh, along with another one that we won't mention on air, but <laughs> yes, no, he's, <laughs> he's one of our favourites. Chris don't Gale. know it, Google it. <laughs> so classic. Let's go through a few of the Big Bash uh, draftees. Yes. Now, the first ever pick uh, in the Big Bash draft went, pick to, one. The, went to the Melbourne Renegades. Uh, Liam Livingston from England. Uh, extremely good oh, batsman. Big hitter. Big hitter. Oh, played oh, at the Hobart Hurricanes last season and this man has got some juice in his guns because he oh, just tees off. Boy. He tees off. like It's like he's just playing golf. It is, he's genuinely. Having, and he's a very, very diverse cricketer. He can, he can um, bowl a bit of spin as well. He, he bowls the arm. He bowls, he bowls off breaks and leg breaks. God, so a man who can twerk it either way is um, someone who you want on your team and the Gades will need it because they've oh, come off two seasons very averagely. Very average. After winning the... Um, after winning the trophy for the first time. Uh, pick two, Rashid Khan, no surprise there for the Adelaide Strikers. My boy. Um, from Afghanistan, the yeah. man twerks it. The man can actually be a keeper as well if he needs. Uh, Are you serious? It, it, oh I mean, uh, Is that right? Wow. I'm, I'm looking at the official Big Bash hey, hey, pick and it's got straight from the a bat emoji, a ball emoji and a glove emoji. Glove emoji so this man it. can do everything. The versatile player. The one thing I always gets me excited about Khan is because it's Big Bash, all you expect to see is bash, bash, bash. It's going to hit the roof. It's going to fly into the 15th row. Rashid Khan does none of that. He just spins that thing and he he has no time for showboating sixes. No time for that. Just bowl it through, give it some spin. He's great. He's He's an unconventional spin bowler as well because one thing that's one of my favourite kind of videos I've seen... um, and luckily enough to actually watch yeah. in house was when Warney was um, having a bowl off with Rashid oh, Khan at the G um, at the lunch break of one of the days in the Boxing Day Test, and comparing the pair and the way that each of them bowls, 
it's chalk and cheese because obviously Warney had that slow run up and he looped it in and he used the flight of the ball and all that to use it into his favour and get the batsman out by playing a shot too early. Rashid Khan just relies on pure pace and spin. Mm, so he's not your most conventional yes. okay. spin bowler where you're relying on that flight and the uh, almost <sighs> delivery of the ball to go in certain spots and pick the rough areas. This man's just going pure pace and trying to catch them off on the spin as well as how quick it is. It's incredible. Because when I saw it first live in, you know, I couldn't believe my eyes. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's ridiculous. To, for, to spin the ball and to have an action where you're whipping your arm down that quickly is insane. You're making me love him even more, James. I love it. And, and, and no disrespect to the nation that he's bowler. from, but if he was, if he was bowling in a, a pretty, you know, all-rounded team, you know, like in Australia, um, in test matches, we would probably hear his name a lot more. But that, That's the thing. Mm. It's He's one of those guys who is a seasonal player, mm. and I don't think we would see him in a test match-like game. Even if we did play Afghanistan in that test match we were supposed to play with him early in the year, but due to COVID it got cancelled, I don't know if he'd be lasting that 25 yeah. to 20 overs that you know usual spin bowlers bowl even more like Nathan Lyons bowled in the past in Pakistan. Um, number three went to no other than Trent Bolt, the uh, yeah, right-arm quick from... New Zealand. And it was ironic, James, because uh, with pick two, uh, the Melbourne Stars were a little bit opportunistic and they did try and pick Rashid Khan, but of course that retention pick, yep. the Adelaide Strikers went... I think I think it was... what was What's his name? Um, was it Dizzy Gillespie? Dizzy Gillespie, yeah. Direct quote, um, tell them they're dreaming. <laughs> he said, you ain't getting it. <laughs> he was going <laughs> to last night. I loved him. He was um, great. Great Bolt, Obviously... Champion, um, champion fast bowler for New Zealand, won the Test Championships, won the World Cup with them, done everything with them. No surprise there, going on the Melbourne Stars, they'll be happy to pick up a quick because mm. they've all relied on spin the last couple of years. They have, actually. Um, good to get a quick bowler with a bit of experience. Number four, went to Sam Billings, the England international wicketkeeper. Ooh, goes um, to the Brisbane Heat, Jimmy. Went to the Brisbane Heat. Where was he before? He was at the Thunder? I think he was at the Thunder. The Thunder. Um, and obviously, you know, we, we saw him last summer in the ashes, keeping in that Hobart test. <laughs> uh, and then Chris Jordan from the Sydney Sixers, yes. English quick as well, who also loves a bit of a hit as well. So you quite a few Brits in here, Jimmy. It's great. David Wiley going number seven to the Sydney Thunder, yeah. also a bowler. And then Shabad Khan from the Pakistan going number eight, spin bowler as well, to the Hurricanes. Shadab. Dab. Yeah, well done. Dab, dab. Oh, God. We love him. We're not living Big in 2016. Dub. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just looking at this list. Um, Chris Lynn, he's went to the Strikers, hasn't he? Yeah, he's had a, he, he ah. had a, he's got a deal. Now, this, this is why, because the UAE have got this big bash league where ah. it's kind of playing off the old uh, Indian Premier League ah. kind of play where a lot of Victor- like a lot of Australian teams used to play before the Big Bash League started. Mm. So it was like the New South Wales Blues, the Vicky Bush Rangers, the SA Redbacks, whatnot. Mm. The teams who were, you know, obviously won it or came first, second, would play in the Indian Premier League and they'd get kind of teams from, you know, England, you get it from the West Indies and they'd all play in this massive round robin thing and it would mm. be insane. I remember David Warner, that's one of the reasons why he got picked up. Awesome. Is because he was playing for the New South Wales Blues, <laughs> goes over to India, hits a ton, hits a bunch of sixes and they're just like, I want that man on my team. Wow. So that's what kind of, they're, they're, they're playing on that kind of Indian Premier League mm. World Cup sort of thing. So the Adelaide Strikers are going to that uh, in the UAE. So he's signed a deal that allows him to go to that as well as playing the season in Australia. Mm. It's going to be a good season. It I will feel. be. I've I've been watching. Best thing was when I when I got struck down with a spicy cough. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Big Bash was on every night, and the women's were on every day. So I was watching two matches to three matches of cricket a day. Wow! And I got a better appreciation for it because I'm just like, this is crazy, because you you kind of see it on TV and you just flick it off. But when you watch every game and you see that, yeah, all right, Colin Munro, fantastic pick by um, mm. Hobart as well. No, Brisbane. I think I think, they got, I think Brisbane got him as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, gone to Brisbane, but he was at, I think, I th- Perth yeah, originally. He was. Yeah, yeah, he Colin was amazing. Colin Munro is one of the best players that there is, and I'm surprised he went pick 11. I know. Because if, if you've seen him play... It's very it's very, very silly. Um, mm. One other to mention just before we wrap up and go to a song. 
Um, New Zealand quick bowler as well, Colin de Gronholm, making his debut, playing for the Adelaide Strikers. The big Strikers. man! I the love this guy. big man! If you don't know who he is, he's a very unorthodox, <laughs> fast bowler. He's got a little bit of chunk on him, likes a few pies, got a mo. Oh, he doesn't do a lot. Don't go there. He's a bit. He's a bit. Look, no, don't. He's a. He's a bit thick for a fast bowler, but he's great. He he brings that power. Sounds and girthy, Jimmy. He does. He has a lot of girth to him, and I love it. It's like a lumberjack. <laughs> yeah, you know what? He's okay. He works all night, and he uh, yeah, got his shirt sleeps on. all night and works all day. I got those loops wrong. Apologies. For that, <laughs> um, but yeah. that's pretty much all. Luke, Luke Wood goes back yeah, to Luke Wood's um, a good one. Back to the stars. He's he's been up there for a while. And but Jimmy Boy, talk to me. South African captain, Fafadu C, West Indian great Andre Russell, Dre Russ. Dwayne Bravo and Kieran Pollard were not selected due to club availability. So maybe yeah. they were thinking, where are these guys going to go play internationally? Are we going to get our bang for our buck? It's you know, what? they may only play four games. That's a big thing. The Cricket yeah. World Cup, that's coming that too. That's coming up. And then November. You just don't know what's going to happen. The, un- the un- unreliabilities of players. And if you're watching the telecast, a lot of, like Dizzy was saying it, Mike, uh, Dave Hussey was saying, Ricky Ponting, they were all harping on about avail- player availabilities. Yeah. So you might not have got the best player, but you've got the player who's most available. Very true. So, I look, like it. It's going to be an exciting big bash. going to like be an exciting it, summer of cricket. We're going to go to a bit of tame parlour now. Man's coming out in October. I'm so keen to see oh this guy. Bit of elephant, the original version, not the oh, biggest yes. one. <laughs> Enjoy, you're on the sports desk, I'm seeing. What a tune by <laughs> Tanya Parlor. That was a very bad elephant. That was awful. Oh my god. Wow. I'm going to work on that. Yeah, not by Michael Serpel. That was Michael, more like a, if you don't mind, Sapel. That was more like a screaming antelope. <laughs> or BT elephant. impersonating a whistle. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, you're on the sports desk on Sin, Michael, James and Jason. Before the break, we're talking a bit of Big Bash, a bit of cricket, a bit of this and that, uh, and the Big Bash draft, which is very exciting. But now we're going to go to the most anticipated kind of... What would you call it? Chat of the of the day. I don't know how anticipated it is, but we're excited about it. It's our round table discussion. Of take the, two of take two of the finals. Week one, obviously Friday. So, Sammy Boy and Michael will uh, will take you through the uh, you know full weekend of it. But this is kind of our our wrap on it and the way that we think it's going to go. First game. This big one. This is, this is a massive one. It's it's probably the biggest game. Easily in both of their seasons, more so for Brisbane because the likelihood of them winning it is going to be quite low. Brisbane Correct. play inform Richmond at the Gabatoire, the seven twenty on Thursday night. Now look, it's it's going to be a big one solely because the force of Richmond is just going to come out again, <laughs> and I see these guys potentially making a prelim the way that they're playing. It's a big call. Ooh, I like it's it. a big, big call, but the way that they're playing, they're playing really good footy. They are. And it's it's kind of like, you know how you obviously watch teams play and you see them kind of drop off in the last kind of two games. They just kind of set in cruise control and they just ride every game. Richmond don't do that. Richmond don't do that. Do you think Brisbane have been doing that the last I few think years? So. Despite the fact that last year when they were in this position, they were fighting for a top four spot and they managed to get it. They were playing West Coast in that game. I don't know if Rich, Richmond, uh, Brisbane would have set cruise control, so to speak. I'm but doubtful this, it too. But this year, it's kind of... They've just dropped off. I mean, losing the last round by 58 points to Melbourne... Who At they, the Gabatois, they... They, they ate a piece of their own product, yeah. pretty much. I've only lost to Essendon there prior to that game, and that yep. was when they had about <laughs> 20,000 players that. out. But we won't mention that because it was all Essendon. Um, but yeah, they've, they haven't they have lost many games at the Gabba, and this was this was their second one for the season in a really disappointing manner. And when, when they seem to play Melbourne this season, they get they strangled. Get absolutely yeah. smashed. Yeah, it's, it's one of those games where you just... You kind of know who's going to win this game, and mm. I will be happy to, you know, have egg on my face and eat it off, Me my, too. eat it off my face <laughs> if they if they do pull off this win. But I just don't see anyone beating Richmond in this in like right now in the semi. Maybe mm. um, do, who do they verse? Do they verse the okay? So they verse the loser, loser of Melbourne and Sydney. Sydney. Correct. So in my eyes, that'd be Melbourne. They'd be playing. Oh, Melbourne-Richmond semi-final for Saturday night at the G. Thank you very much. Ooh, that would be amazing. Um, uh, last, time, last time these two teams played, it was round 20, and it was 
the Lions, first half, super-duper dominant. I think they may have even been up by six or seven goals. And then the Tiger train absolutely rolled into the station and went toot-toot. Yeah. And Noah Cumberland kicked five goals. Tom That's right. J. That was the Lynch. redemption game. It was Four a redemption goals. game for Mel... Uh, for, it was. Sorry, not it Mel, was. Richmond. Yeah. And not only that, that, this, that was during, this was during uh, uh, rhetoric at the time... Can Brisbane win at the G? Yeah, they were unfazed by it. And I liked stats, how Chris. I liked how Chris Fagan handled it. If we lose, then we're not ready for the G. If we win, well then, you know, yeah, I think there's a higher expectation. So it was a bit of. I think it was a bit of a hysteria point of view. I think he's be. right though. Like I think that goes into this. Oh, totally. If, if you yeah. lose this, you're not ready because if you're going to beat a force of Richmond, I mean, they utterly choked against them. It was seven goals two to like two goals three in the first quarter in that in that game, and then Same. they just blew up and they just choked. And their finals track record doesn't give it's them... It's not the strongest. No, and it's not I mean, great. if we go back to the preliminary final um, in 2019, you know, history if history repeats itself... 2019 or 2020? Uh, 2020. 2020. 2020. Um, yeah, it'll repeat itself. Shock and loss. Because, man, like, the inconsistencies that this team has, I know they're a good team and I know they're finished, you know, they, they, they finish in sixth. Credit to yep. them, but the form that they've displayed in the last, you know, four weeks, five weeks... Isn't good. And hasn't been good. You can't. You can't keep. Uh, I don't like it when people are blind and they bring in round ten or round twelve or round thirteen, mate. Base the last four to six weeks off the way that you're playing. If you think it's good, that's it. If you don't think it's good, you're going into finals not on a good foot. All right, thank you, Jimmy. You've convinced me. I'm going to take Richmond. Yeah, for this. Cam thank Cam Rain is also out as well for the Brisbane Lions. Uh, I think very he's, very stupid by him. Yeah. Didn't have to do that extra action. Threw his play to the ground. He's been sling one of their tackles. Best this year. Yep. Yeah, he has been. I he, feel like everyone in this room might go Richmond just because they're just Brisbane aren't convincing me. What are you doing, Michael? I am voting for Richmond. When we were on Friday, I was about to our, say Brisbane. When, <laughs> we, when we were here on Friday, we closed the show with Sam's rapid fire prediction. So I'm not sure if this is going to stick, but I'm going to read it out as he said on Friday. He tipped Brisbane. Yeah, well, that's well, that's a lock in. We're not going to see him till Friday, so he can't go oh, change he, it. So he can't, can't go he can't back. He can't do it. It's, it's locked it, in. Eddie Sam, if, locked Sam in. if you're listening, I'm going to bat for you here. But I, I'm the new kid here, and I have to yeah. respect the uh, the uh, uh, the discipline here in the sports desk <laughs> yes, studio. Hey, good man, Jason. Listen, I, I tipped, I tipped Brisbane in this game in the qualifying final back in 2020. Yeah, and I said I'm putting it on them. You know, if they. I believe in them. I'm I'm putting it all on them. Home final, home prelim final. If they win the game, so there's a lot on the line back then. There's even more on the line here, considering they go out. It's their finals yeah. record is what one and seven after yeah. this game. So yeah. there's definitely more riding on it. But I, I tipped them last time. I just don't see the same level of no. confidence. You've been burnt by them. Yeah, they're and, not the same team. And Dustin Martin's standing on the sidelines. Yeah, I would bring him in. I would one. bring him in. I, I'd, I'd do it. Next game. Melbourne and Sydney. This one I'm so conflicted this by, one right? I am very excited for because we're going. We're, 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 we're going. Be, uh, the sports the, desk is going. Sports <laughs> desk we're actually tour. taking this desk, Jimmy. Oh, we're yeah. going to rip out the desk and take it. We're going to saw this desk in half and we're going to bring it with us on our backs as if you see us at the ground. Uh, <laughs> you won't see me, by the way. Say, say good. Oh, you know what? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good night. It's going to be a good night. It is. It's going to be sold out again. Yeah. MCG, 7.50 on a Friday night. Sydney, one of the informed teams of the of the um of the finals. I'd say Richmond, Sydney and Collingwood would be the informed teams. Um I don't know Definitely. if you'd say Melbourne. I mean look, go, going on from what Melbourne's, you know, fifty eight point victors in the last round of the season and then just getting the job done off Carlton um the week before and then losing to Collingwood in round twenty one. Um Two out of three wins. Yeah, you'll take it. You'll take a very convincing win off Brisbane, but I don't know how much you look into that just because the way that Brisbane have been playing the last few weeks has been inconsistent, like we said before. Uh, I think Sydney take this. Yeah. I really think yep. Sydney take this because all the blood supporters in Melbourne are going to come out they of the woodwork and all, all the old South Melbourne people are going to come out. Albert Park's going to be bustling. Oh, yeah, baby. They're going to have a few red cordials <laughs> for the game. Oh, yes. Um... This is this is going to be one of the better games. Obviously, the two qualifying finals are the are the best ones of the of, of the uh, week. But this one, I kind of look into more intently just because what ramifications it might have for the loser. Mm. Because you could quite easily get done in straight sets with with Richmond the way that they're playing. It's so important for whoever club wins this game 
to pocket this because they will host a preliminary final. They'll most likely dodge Geelong, Richmond and Brisbane on their side of the bracket. Yeah. And they've got a beautiful look at a thing called the Premiership. They'll, yeah. just, they'll, they'll, they'll be able to see it. They'll look across the arrow and, oh, there it is. I mean, <laughs> it's very important <laughs> to, to win this game. Look, they, if, if Sydney do, like, let's put out a theoretical scenario, they do beat Melbourne. Collingwood beat Geelong. Geelong beat Collingwood. Frio will beat the beat the dogs, without a doubt. You play the winner of either Fremantle Geelong or Fremantle Collingwood, which would either be one of the two teams in the qualifying final. Mm. That sets up a fantastic preliminary final without you know, without even saying anything. Absolutely. Um, one you'd want. two informed teams in that game as well. Uh, I, I honestly think that Sydney win this convincingly. Mm. I think this is going to be one of those. Convincingly, yeah, without a Why doubt. Why convincingly? I think wow. just because be, they're form? I think this is going to be a twenty to twenty-five point win. For wow, me. that's a big call. Yeah, I like it. Well, I think not, it's going to be closer no. than that. I think because Melbourne be closer, have shown shown that they're they're not exactly twenty twenty-one form, but they are uh, ebbs and flows. Man, they can, they've been able to win clutch recently, so they've been able to grind it out. I'm not saying it's not going to be close. I'm not saying that. I'm Maybe just saying. Maybe kick away in the end. That's what I'm saying. The last okay, five minutes, they're like going to kick away. It's going to be close. Without a doubt, Melbourne are going to bring it because all the MCC members are going to pack out in their Ardo and Williams and their Chinos boards. and their security boards and their smashed out <laughs> Ricardos. Um, they're going to bring it, obviously. Gorney mm. will want to want revenge and he'll want. He wants something that they didn't have last year. And yeah. I feel like Melbourne missed that a lot, the G. And to come back as reigning premiers, sitting sitting in um, third, second, sorry, sitting in second, home home final, all your members there, sold out stadium, you're going to want to put up a performance. But I just think Sydney will have that extra edge. I'm thinking, uh, I've been I've been fifty fifty for a week, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam went Melbourne. Yeah, Sam went Melbourne. Sam, Sam went, went Melbourne. Melbourne. I'll go Sydney. You're going Sydney too. I'm going Michael? Sydney. I'm really yeah. bullish on the Swans. I tipped them at the start of the year to be my premiership winner. So I, I've got to say they they have to do it the easy that way. That is a very very foreseeable thing. One one another reason why I'm thinking Sydney. I have this vision in my head of I think I know what the grand final is going to look like right now, mm. and it involves a Sydney victory. Wow! Not Sydney winning the premiership, but it involves Sydney beating the D's. Okay. Yeah, I like it. It's, Speaking about yeah. the D's ledger, they do have a big selection call on their hands with Tom McDonald, who was a part of their instrumental start to the season where they went 9-0. and zero. He did have a little run in the VFL on the weekend. Um, he's, of course, coming back from a long-term ankle injury. He's been a big out for Melbourne, it must be said, because their forward line woes have been significant this season. They've had no connection going into the forward line, and they need a guy like Tom McDonald to come back in and to have an impact. Now, he didn't do too much. He had 11 disposals and one goal, two marks against Casey's qualifying win over the Swans. Uh, so they have already got one dub over the Swans so far. Don't know how much you look into that. But he's got some confidence. He did what he had to do. Um, do you play a rusty Tom McDonald or do you stick with the forward line that they've currently got? We've got to arrest him. You, you can't be that kind of... Trigger happy, just go bang. Trigger happy, go in. You yep. can't, you can't have the blinkers on like this, and you can't just be blind because you've got next, you've got a next week to play. If you win, fair enough. You got a week off. He's got a week off to rest for a prelim. If you don't, you're going to put him in for the semi-final. Mm. You can't risk these things. The best part about a qualifying final is you've got the second chance. Don't play the players for a fifty-fifty. So room to experiment. It's, in essence, it's simple though. Like mm, it's not, mm, it's not rocket science. Mm. Where yeah, okay, fair enough. You got, you want to play your best team. You want to make that preliminary final. But who's saying that you can't make it with the team that you've got? You've gotten this far with the team that you've gotten. You've won. You know, you know what a perfect thing is. Last four weeks, how did you play? Did you play without the player? If you play without the player and you won, you keep the team. If you oh, don't, like a Jimmy. you obviously change it. But you can't be so trigger happy into going mm. into a game that this important. Where you have an equally important game the week after if you do lose, and then you might have him out because he might re-injure himself. The last thing he needs is to re-injure himself coming off a really stupid mark or a tackle that obviously they're going to target him for because every player gets targeted when they're injured, especially in finals. Oh, totally. Because you want them out. You don't know Absolutely. what you don't know what happens. For all you know, this could be the grand final. Mm. This could be you could this could be the grand final. That's Melbourne right. could lose. They could go around the other way, beat beat the cats or um. Collingwood. Or, or Collingwood, go to the grand finals as a replay, and you still have him out because he had a six-week injury. 
It's, it's a good point. It's you know, I'm, I'm just that, that's just my opinion. Well, speaking of Collingwood, is Geelong Collingwood next up on the grid, Jim? It is. It is. It is. Oh, that was a bad voice yeah, break. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're you're hoo 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 Four thirty-five, Jimmy. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is just, uh, <laughs> mate. Uh, I don't like this, this one. This is a bad. This is a bad time. Yeah, this is a problem a for fan. me. Geelong minor premiers, Collingwood. I've said on this show they will make the prelim. I, I am milking this double you chance are, that Collingwood you? have. You really yeah. are. <laughs> I'm going to milk this double chance that Collingwood have until there's nothing left to be milked, till that cow you, is well past its use by date. Do I think Geelong win this? Yes. Do I think Collingwood then get their second chance into the semis? And prop, and I think I'm look. I think the way I see it, it's going to be a Collingwood Melbourne semi. Uh, this is a really tough one. Am I going to say it this week? I'm going to wait until after the game. I'm going to tip Geelong. Sam tipped Geelong as well. What do you two got? Oh, this is a tough one because mm. I keep thinking this qualifying is... finals for Geelong have not been favourable for them in recent times. This is the best game. And it's an even better result for me if Geelong win, if Geelong lose, sorry, because if Collingwood win, they're straight to a prelim and then... Your predictions your are predictions right. Your predictions are right. The predictions are right. I don't know. It's, it's a big it's, stage. It's, this is Collingwood's biggest test of their season. It is. They um, can't come from behind again, or can they? The last can time. they? That's exactly in why finals. I think it's very plausible. Oh. The last time they played each other was round three of this season. Correct. Geelong winning by 13 points, 91 to 104. And Jimmy, who came from behind in this one? Geelong. They, thanks for that. They thanks, Michael. <laughs> they Mally, Geelong. Geelong. Um, I don't know. Again, this is this is the word of the day. I don't know. Uh, I'm so, I'm so think, torn on this. I, I think Geelong will win this. It's Collingwood's biggest test of their season. We've said it for weeks that when Geelong play Collingwood in the finals, this is going to show what Collingwood is. If I'm not calling them pretenders, but if they can't step up to the big stage like this and they can't beat the big boys... I wouldn't even call Collingwood pretenders even if they go out and start sets. No, no, no. Sets. They're not. Without a, no this, way. this is the biggest season success they've had in a while, right? If Geelong win this, they win the grand final. That's my prediction. Wow. Wow. Massive. So we've got Collingwood will make the prelim for me. If Geelong beat Collingwood, they win the premiership. Yeah. Have you got any bold predictions for us, Michael? By any chance you want to throw on the table? You'll eat a hot dog on Friday night. <laughs> that's li- that's probably that's likely. <laughs> that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. That's a spoiler. Yeah, oh, that's a spoiler. I like this. I like this. Um, I'm gonna go, boys. <sighs> I'm gonna do it. You gotta go, go Collingwood. I'm gonna go Collingwood. Dude, I can't Collingwood believe him. Man, I feel Michael. sick. I feel sick yeah. after saying it. I'm gonna it just matter. have this happy knack. It doesn't matter how good Geelong are. Oh, you wouldn't mark it down. You wouldn't put it past Collingwood to pull something out of their backside I'm, I'm, here. I'm, I'm all, I, look as much Imagine as I said. Imagine if it's Jamie Elliott again. It will be 100%. I hope it is. Um, even though I said if Geelong win this, they make the prelim, I think Collingwood have just got something in them. I just. There's something just, else about There's them. this secret Correction, you said if Geelong win, they win the premiership, not the yes, prelim, sorry. the premiership. They win the premiership. Uh, there's this secret source at Collingwood. There is. And I want it. There is. Because. It's a cultural source. They've hit 100,000 <laughs> members. It's culture. Today, today Life they culture. broke their record. 100,000 members today. Whoa. Biggest ever in their history of the club. Jesus. Um. I'm sorry, as much as I hate to say it, that screams culture. It's, How it's many so teeth is that? About that's 30,000? How many is what? How many teeth would that be? Only about 30,000? 22. Approximately. 22. Okay, yeah. great. Hey, that makes yeah. a full set. It, it does? does? <laughs> <laughs> makes a full set. There we go. Shame there's no reserve, though. Oh, oh no, yeah, shame. No, it is. All right, we're going to go to a tune. We're going to come back and wrap up the last game of the... Uh, of the of the, of the finals. And Wild then we'll, card. Uh, First week finals. And then we'll go to a bit of AFLW... Talk a bit of Formula One, talk a bit of golf, talk a bit of Cam Smith, talk a bit of this, talk a bit of that. Now it's holiday. Virationality. You know I love this one. You do. You're on the sports desk on Sim. Holiday by Ocean Alley. You're on the sports desk on Sin with Michael, James and Jason. For the break, we're talking a little bit of AFL and our roundtable discussion of who's going to win and who's not. Calm the Bombers. And our Kanye. Oh, okay. Calm the Dons. Calm the Dons. Speaking of the Dons. Flag Dons. Oh, what now? AFLW. AW. Yes, the big win. Mate, it's kicked off this weekend. I loved it. Oh. I loved it. I got around it. I was. It was... Um, on the TV at the restaurant I was at for dinner on Saturday night. Me too. And I was just <laughs> like, too. hey, Carl Don's. I had the seat and I was looking, but I was talking to someone in front of me, but the whole time I was looking at the TV. I'll, I'll be completely honest. I didn't get a single word from the conversation. Apologies for that. Sorry, 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 sorry guys. Um, um, yep. Michael's very rude. 
Very, very rude. Right. He will. He but already for the right him. reasons, uh, Dons get up against a uh, a traditional rival, and uh, twenty two thousand they got at Marvel Stadium. Pretty good show. They had to relocate this, relocate it because of how big the crowd was going to get. That would have been a lockout at most of the stadiums around Victoria, so they did very well there. Obviously, the smaller stadiums. 7-11-53 played Hawthorne 4-3-27. It was a pretty close game for the whole night, Jimmy, but the... The, uh, the Dons kicked away. Absolutely, they did. In Dons fashion. In Dons fashion. And how good oh. was Matty Press Barkas? Yeah, she's, 26 she's disposals, a couple of sausage rolls, uh, a lot of tackles too, and one of the best parts about her performance was kicking that winning goal and grabbing the jumper passionately, proudly, and her post-game, her post-game press conference was pretty nice as well, saying it's been a childhood dream, Michael, and she gets emotional talking about it. Oh. This is what we were talking Michael, about. what's the a proud we Essendon like, player? Maddie press Parkers. Yeah. Oh. Bonnie too good. Bonnie too good. Uh, Sophie Alexander. Yep, she's great. She's this is very few. refreshing to hear from uh, you. Isn't this great? Like, I was watching this game and I'm going, I'm proud. I'm yeah, so I loved it. damn I was, I was proud. Like, Art the dawn. Like, I, was, I was getting I, emotional. I was, I was at a dinner full of Carlton supporters. <laughs> and I'm just like every goal. Yeah, the Dons. Yeah, the Dons. Um, we're not biased. No, we're not. No, we're, no, not. We're, 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 we're not biased. What's we're, that? We've already said that. Uh, first game. Actually, we're going to go. Going to go the yeah, first game. Of the, um, speaking of Carlton, uh, playing like Carlton usually do, losing. Yeah, uh, three goals. Three goals straight. Least Again, we're an impartial panel here on Sports. Yeah. Yeah. Least Check they were accurate. Check out our Instagram where uh, James goes completely off on his <laughs> so, That's uh, funny. I've calmed down now. It's okay. Um, Better days ahead. 18 played 36, three goals to five goals, six. Collingwood coming up. The victors in this one getting the chocolates. I know, like, I kind of like that. It was the inaugural, not the inaugural, but the kickoff of the season. It is. It was a great game. It drawed a great crowd. Um, everyone was up, and I, I loved it. Like I was tuned into a lot of these games, and I was just like, you know what? This is great. Now there's all 18 teams in here. Everyone's getting a run. Bunch of girls are getting to play footy, live out their dreams. It's just, it's just unreal. I love it. Um, second game, we had Melbourne taking on the Adelaide Crows. Huge win by Melbourne. Big win. Huge Big win, win by Melbourne, considering they lost in the grand final. And I always love when they do a grand final rematch the first round of the year because... It, You're pro that, are you? It, it, it's, it's, yeah, a like way, it. it's a way to automatically bury the hatchet. Or you know that the standard, the bar is set for the next season well, you if you can't quite get there. Or you spark a rivalry. The Dogs missed out on their opportunity in the men's comp, but Melbourne, they didn't miss out on their opportunity. They and by well. the way, by the way, gents, I, I ended up watching the first episode of uh, the AFLW premiere that it? we went along to. Give uh, me, give me five words. Five words. A five-word wrap-up. It was emotional. It was terrifying. It was... Boisterous, it was rare, and it was wonderful. Wow! I was waiting for the word riveting actually to they, come up. No, riv- riveting, not yet, not yet. Not riveting. Yet. Okay. Um, there you have it. If I had to give a six word, it was very Irish. There was a few okay. Irish players that featured in there, um, but a lot of harrowing stories. It was it was brilliant to watch. But yeah, in the documentary. Um, I think Adelaide came up against Brisbane, the side that they lost in the grand final back in 2020, and they got their revenge, and they ended up winning the premiership. So, don't know what you're reading into that, but Melbourne, you'd be confident after watching that documentary. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think that yeah, this win backs it up, without a doubt. Uh, next game, we go to North Melbourne, beats the Gold Coast Suns 4-6-40 to two goals, 2-14. Clarko coached this one? Unfortunately not. No. It's all right. The Clarko magic's still in the uh, still at Arden Street. It is? See, it's just floating around. It's, it's um, West Coast, Port Adelaide, big game here. 28 played, 46 goals, 4 to 4 goals, 4. Um, Aaron Phillips, first po- game. Unfortunately, didn't get the, didn't get the dub Skip. for them. Um, wearing her dad's jumper. Well, not wearing his her dad's direct jumper, no, but, but still the, the captain of Adelaide Football Club. Pretty did, amazing. Did you wear the number? I think he wore 22, and I think now with the captaincy yep. thing, you wear number one. So gotcha. I think that's why, but still an amazing, touching moment there to see both of them together. St Kilda. Coming up, uh, victors 56 to 27, 8 goals, 8 to 4 goals, 3 against Sydney. Away, actually, funnily enough. Um, uh, they played fantastically. They want Dev definitely one to watch. I was um, impressed by the way that they played, and also I was impressed the way that Essendon played. As we said, 80, 53 to 27. 
Bulldogs, six goals, five, coming across winners against the Jetta West Giants, five goals, 434. Really Very narrow victory. game, that one. Uh, next game, we had Brisbane taking on the Dockers. Um, Brisbane, absolute blowout Ooh. here. 11 goals, 10, 76 to four goals, three, 27. Few cold cannons, girls up my way, playing yeah. for uh, Fremantle, get around them. Uh, and Geelong... Winning two goals, three fifteen to Richmond's one goal, five eleven. Goal after siren. Goal after the siren. Bit of a uh, bit of. Would you press Bargus magic? And she, that, was yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. crazy Every, everyone got around her. It was. You, you love to see the after the siren, regardless of where it is, what it is. It's just, it's just great. I love it. Um, good, good, good to get it from two goals for the game to three goals for the game as well. I think exactly. that's worth mentioning. Without a doubt, hundred percent. We, we love high scores here. Um, <laughs> North Melbourne, top spot Four. on percentage. Um, obviously, we have a bunch of winners and losers and whatnot, but they're at two hundred and eighty-five percent. Brisbane <laughs> in second, St Kilda third. Collingwood fourth and Essendon in fifth. Man, I love the juxtaposition oh. between both leagues. North Melbourne on top. I know, not yet. Two hundred eighty-five percent. At least to start the Jesus. year. And then Brisbane on two hundred and eighty-one. Uh, and then West Coast and Geelong wrap up the eight for that. West Coast in the eight as well. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Oh well. Where are Carlton, Jimmy? Carlton. Uh, 15th. <laughs> <laughs> 15th. Blocker is Sam. Yeah, they are. 15th. Yeah, Blocker is Sammy Boy. Well, we love you. Look. There's one more thing. There is one more. Before we move on. Talk is is there any final comments about the AFL? That's w? it. That's no, it. No, no comment. No further comment until another week. We'll get yep. more coverage of that no next problems. week. Alrighty. There's still one more thing we need to do, and it's there the wild is. card. It's riveting. It's momentous. It's game shifting. It's we need your tips for Fremantle final Western tip. Bulldogs, Jimmy. Oh, mate. This is a, this is a big one. I don't Look. History says it. Dockers are going to win this one. History says otherwise as well. History says both things because, mm. you know, they've gone... Dogs have gone over to um, to West Coast and actually won going into their premiership season. You know, they've, they've played West Coast and was, was it a semi-final? Did they play them or was it the elimination? Michael, elimination? we've got the 2016 grand final record there. Pass that over to me and you uh, give, your, give, give some analysis previewing this game and I will get the stat for you as you do it. Earlier in the season, uh, no, it was later in the season, Fremantle had a very convincing win against the Dogs actually at Marvel Stadium. And that night, it was Fremantle who just absolutely possessed the ball like you wouldn't believe. They just chipped it around and there was not a lot of pressure on the ball carrier. And that was a really big win from Fremantle because they're really under pressure um, to even finish in the top six at that stage of the season. So it was a really important win. It was Sam Darcy's first game. He played extremely well. He'll most likely play up forward. Uh, for the Western Bulldogs this week. But yep. it, it, it is literally do or die, uh, quite simply. Uh, whoever wins this game will have to play either Collingwood or Geelong at the MCG. Um, maybe GMHBA if it's if it's Fremantle that win. Um, <laughs> but if you want my tip for this one, I actually tipped at the very, very start of the season, I said it was going to be a Swans and Bulldogs grand final and the Swans were going to do an opposition to what happened in 2016. So boy, oh boy. if that rationale is anywhere near true, I don't even know if they can meet each other in the grand final. I think it's a possibility. So I'm going to tip the dogs. Tipping the dogs, You're Tipping the dogs. And the second part about Barney this is, me it, too. is it's actually superstitious. It's superstitious as well. I went to the Wharf in 2016, yep. um, famous Bulldogs bar when they play interstate. Yep. And we sat at a certain table uh, right near the TV. And the last couple of times we've been there, we've been sitting on a different table and they've lost every single other time. So if we get that table, Jimmy, they're on. Confident. I like it. Interesting. If we, don't get the ta- if we get the table next to it. Oh, I mean, look, side note, I'm going with Dockers. <laughs> I'm going Dockers. Also, to answer the question regarding 2016, Western Bulldogs defeated West Coast 14-15-99 to West Coast 17-52 in week one of the 2016 finals. That would have been an elimination. Correct. Well, when they start in the West, things happen. So I just don't know. There might be something in the water. There may not be the same system. Uh, their, their back line has been awful, the Dogs. So, yeah, they're going to have to win on all-out attack, Jimmy. So I mean, Jimmy's gone in Fremantle. The the only- <laughs> Sam went Fremantle. <laughs> What do I want to do? Again, my heart's with the doggies, but uh, nah, yeah, they didn't. Your they brains, didn't, your they brains snuck, in right brain they snuck in based on luck to pretty much. So Fremantle for me as well. Talking about water and the oh, inner waters, man. the only coach who would be able to do that is Luke Beveridge. Yes, correct. I not mean, wrong. you know, 
I, I, I really tried hard on that he track. Loves, and he I'm loves not catching kidding. some waves. Oh. <laughs> Beverage, water. Uh, it just he loves floating. There it is. <laughs> he, said it. he got there eventually. No games Those in South Australia this week. For <laughs> the finals coming up this week. Hopefully, we'll see how much of a. See how much of an idiot we all sound on Monday, Arvo, next week. But that's it for now. Uh, what else we got coming up, James? We're going to go to a bit of glass animals, a bit of heat waves. Ooh. And then a breakdown of the Formula One. Without a doubt. Bit of Premier League, bit of this and bit of that. Bit of Celtic 9-0 um, against Dundee. And we had a... What, who else was it? We had uh, Liverpool beating Bournemouth 9-0 oh, as well. What? So we're going to uh, wrap nines. up uh, that as well as the show after this. Waves, glass, animals, sports desk, Friday, Monday, Monday, uh, 5.55, angel numbers, get around it, 5.55, woo! Alrighty, going to wrap up the show, we've got five minutes, we're going to do a very, very quick wrap of the world game, bit of the rumble, bit of the football, bit of the culture, bit of the uh, soccer. Soccer. Uh, Few results that might come to your attention. Uh, Man United getting a win over Southampton. Brentford and Everton getting a draw. Brighton and Leeds. Brighton getting a 1-0 win on that. Uh, Chelsea defeating Leicester 2-1. Liverpool 9-0 against Bournemouth. Oh. Uh, in in particular, Robert Firmino, Bobby Firmino getting two goals and three assists for the day. Mohamed Salah doing absolutely nothing in that game, so shout out to everyone who had him in their fantasy Premier League because they'd all be wanting to rip his eyeballs out. Uh, Manchester City come from behind from 2-0 down to beat Crystal Palace 4-2. Erling Haaland getting a hat-trick and Bernardo Silva getting a goal. Arsenal continuing their form 2-1 over Fulham. West Ham 1-0 victors over Aston Villa at Villa Park. And Wolverhampton Wanderers and Newcastle playing out a one-all draw at the Molyneux. Oh, how are you, man? And Tottenham Hotspur getting a 2-0 victory over Nottingham Forest at the city ground. And as the latter uh, stands, Arsenal are on top with 12 points. Man City in second, Tottenham on th- in third, and Brighton and Hove Albion in fourth on 10, all on 10 points. The top uh, two down of four are all separated by goal difference. So all three wins, one draw. We're going to go to uh, a few other leagues around the world um, and just wrap up a few of the games that were. Borussia Dortmund 1-0 win against Hertha Berlin. Union Berlin getting a 6-1 victory against Schalke. Bayern Munich and Borussia Mönchengladbach playing out a one-all draw at the Allianz Stadium. Bayern Munich in top spot. Union Berlin, only newly promoted side in the last three or four years, in mm. second. Uh, SC Freiburg in third and Hoffenheim in fourth. A league, French League Un League leaders PSG Marseille in second, Lens in third, and Lyon and Laurent and Lille and Auxerre in th- uh, tied for fourth, all on goal difference. Italian leagues Napoli in first, equal with AC Milan, Lazio and Atalanta and Torino and Roma. Wow, the top. Six are all separated by goal difference. So that's a bit of the round ball. And then we had the Belgium Grand Prix kicking off at the second half of the year of Formula 1 coming off that summer break. Max Verstappen coming from 14th place coming to win the race. A lot of people, including me, would call this race a snooze fest because it was just plain boring. Uh, (laughs) Sergio Perez getting up into second. Carlos Sainz... uh, coming from pole position because Max Verstappen and a bunch of other drivers had uh, grid, p- grid penalties due to engine changes and whatnot. So, signs dropping to third uh, and then Perez getting a position into second. Uh, George Russell into fourth. Alonso fifth. Charles Leclerc sixth. Uh, Esteban Ocon seventh. Sebastian Vettel in eighth. Pierre Gasly in ninth. And Alexander Albon in tenth. And if we look to the championship leaderboard... Max Verstappen is just absolutely flying in top spot. Um, he's just he, he's just too good. You can't you can't mm. catch him. Uh, and Ferrari having troubles like they always do. Ferrari's just being Ferrari. There's nothing too <laughs> unusual about that. Mm. Um, Sergio Perez is uh, on 191 points compared to Verstappen on 284. The close sits uh, five points behind Perez, and then Carlos signs in fourth. Very unlucky day for uh, Daniel Ricciardo finishing in four in fifteenth. Not good. Obviously, coming off that uh, him leaving McLaren at the end of the year, and 
everyone says Oscar Piastri is going to take over, but I really hope he doesn't, so they're left without a driver. The air is out of the tyres, well and truly, Jimmy. 100%. It's just, it's just disappointing Gas to out see. of the tank. Um, it's Yeah, exactly. Tyres punctured, gas out of the tank, <laughs> DRS is broken, everything. Um, I'm not a fan of uh, McLaren anymore. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the way that they're uh, doing everything and the way that they're going about. So it's another form of bad culture, it's sounding. I, I believe so. I mean, Lando Jeez. Norris making some very, very controversial comments about his teammate about why he's leaving, uh, about saying if he was good enough, he would have stayed in his seat. So wow. coming off wow. a guy who's never won a Grand Prix yeah, to a guy who's won off. five. So right. pff, take take that as you will. Um, I think Lando Norris is just a spoilt little kid because he's technically just he's a man child man like seriously man needs to grow up and Oscar Piastri getting in there might uh, you know kick kick him up in the backside because he needs it um, that's Formula 1 that's the sports desk for your Monday yes. afternoon anything else from you Michael mate just before I go a uh, great story just recently um, 12,700 kilometres of paddling around Australia do you think any of you could do it no no it's pretty tough to think about it. It's even hard to conceive. But someone did, and they just completed it recently. Former Iron Woman Bonnie Hancock went around Australia raising money for a very worthy cause for the charity Got You For Life, which is a mental health support charity. She raised $65,000, and she has been paddling for 254 days. It has been very difficult. Hypothermia bad weather, um, a lot of vomiting and not being able to stomach her food. It's been a really tough journey for her, but she's done it, and only an Iron Woman can. So very well done to her, circumnavigating around Australia on a surf ski, if you don't mind. And hey, if you want to try and challenge that, there's your formula right there, everyone. But well done to Bonnie Hancock, and thank you again, everyone, for listening at home. And remember, you can join us on our Friday Sports Desk show where Sammy will join us for his predictions and also the recap of Thursday night footy, the first final there against Brisbane and Richmond. We'll see you, we'll see you next week. We'll see you Friday. Stay on our social medias and we'll be able to uh, keep you informed on what's going on. If Jason. you want to, we'll have a little bit of fun with our social media. Send us in your footy uh, footy record collections. We'd like to see it because we're actually going to be using all of these in the coming weeks throughout the entire we final season. And we're going to just make them set pieces. Without a doubt. We love them. I'm we're going to be going keen. down into the archives, by the way, next week, James. So stick Has around for that. Has anyone got a 2000 record? <laughs> no. I wish I did. Alrighty. Hoist is up next. Have a good Monday. See you later. Thank mm-hmm. you.